The reading this morning is taken from Mark chapter 8, and I'm reading from verse 31. Jesus predicts his death. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him where, when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Towards the end of that video, there were some very sobering but very powerful lines. How the invitation of Jesus is the most expensive free gift on the planet, but will cost you everything you have just to have it. So you have to work out if you can afford it, or you could choose the whole world and lose your own soul. Which, of course, echoes the words of Jesus in our reading. What is good is it for you to gain the whole world and yet forfeit your own soul? Jesus is inviting us today to a radical way of life in which he is in control. It's a way of adventure. It's a journey of faith. It's a life of continually believing and trusting in Jesus. But it is also a costly life. And that is the focus of our attention this morning. The invitation of Jesus is indeed to follow him. But in these words, it is also to take up your cross and follow him, which puts a different focus on our discipleship. It strikes a different tone to some of the other messages that we've been thinking about in this series of invitations of Jesus. Now, these words come between two very remarkable events in the life of Jesus. One was at Caesarea Philippi, where Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? And Peter responded, you are the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God. A remarkable moment when the true character of Jesus is revealed. And then just a few days later, Jesus took three of his disciples up a mountain, maybe Mount Hermon, which is quite close to Caesarea Philippi. And there he was transfigured before them. That meant his, his whole body became a blaze of white and the voice of God spoke. This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. And both those moments disclosed amazing truths about Jesus. And sandwiched between them was this incredibly powerful conversation where Jesus gathered the crowds around him and said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, 
But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. And Jesus didn't just say these words to the disciples. He'd gathered the crowds around him. He wanted everyone to hear and to understand that this was a vital part of discipleship for everyone who is going to follow Jesus. Not an optional extra for the overcommitted follower of Jesus, but a requirement for all followers of Jesus. And there are three words that it seems to me are specially relevant to this this morning. And the first is sacrifice. What does take up your cross actually mean? It's a word that was used for execution. For people carrying a cross were only going to one place, the place where they would die. The crowds listening to these words would have wondered, does that mean that anyone who follows Jesus will literally die? Not necessarily. Literal death has indeed come to some followers of Jesus over the generations. But for most, this word is to be understood in a broader way. It is the sacrifice of selfish ambition, the sacrifice of time, of money, of physical possessions, the sacrifice of self-centered living, sacrifices which indeed are very costly. But sometimes I think we make the Christian gospel too cozy and too comfortable too easy. A physical cross weighed heavily on the shoulders of anyone who was carrying one. And the metaphorical idea of sacrifice is a heavy responsibility as well. It was John Stott who said that every Christian is both a Simon of Cyrene and a Barabbas. Because like Barabbas, we do not come to the cross because Jesus died in our place. But like Simon and Cyrene, we do carry the cross because he calls us to take it up and to follow him. So sacrifice is in here. Surrender is in these words as well. Where you hand everything over. No longer saying it's my life and I'm the custodian and I control what I do, but rather you say, Lord, my life is in your hands. You are in control. And this is where the second phrase, as it were, of this key message of Jesus informs the first phrase. What does denying yourself and taking up your cross really mean? Well, the next phrase says... It's all about losing your life into the hands of Jesus rather than clinging on to it into your own hands. It's an act of surrender, which is important here. Now, sadly, in our world today, there are those who have been forced to surrender their lives into the hands of another. The most extreme and tragic example of this would be human trafficking where people have been persuaded to take an action, to put their lives into the hands of someone else and found that they've become a victim of horrible abuse. And you will be aware of many other forms of abuse as well, where the powerless have become the victims of the powerful, where people have been subjected to horrendous and ongoing trauma, at times even within their own homes and families. But to surrender to Jesus is a very different experience. We are not putting our lives into the hands of someone intent on harm, 
But we're surrendering our lives into the hands of one who loves us more than we can ever imagine, who wants to bring us to the best place of all, to become the best people of all, and to live in the best way of all. If you clutch your life tightly to yourself, protecting it against all others, asserting your rights and your needs and privileges, you lose it because it isn't life any longer. But if you acknowledge that your life is not yours by right, it is there by privilege. It is to be lived in love, in the way that this gospel story reveals, self-giving love. Then you possess it wholly. Those were the words of Donald English who wrote a commentary on the book of Mark. Surrender to Jesus is not a matter of giving up life but of taking up life, life in all its fullness. And that's why the third word that is important here, after sacrifice and surrender, is the word satisfaction. Because to follow Jesus is the most exciting adventure of all. And if you lose your life to him, then you will save it. Then you will find it. It's an extraordinary paradox, but this is the key to life. And it is, in fact, what happened to Jesus himself. He quite literally lost his life in death. But because of that death and subsequent resurrection, we are able to find life today. As Jesus himself said in John 12 and verse 24, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. It bears much fruit. And what is true of planting and reaping is also true of living. In the surrender of life to Jesus, we actually find true life ourselves. So just take a moment to think, how does all this work out for you and for me today? How do we see this journey of costly discipleship, which has within it elements of sacrifice and surrender, but brings such immense satisfaction? How do we see that working out? Surely it is in our daily determination to put Jesus first. It is in being so open to the Holy Spirit to guide the use of your time, your talents, and your possessions. Holding back the angry word that could be so destructive. And loving deeply those who need to be cared for, irrespective of the way that they might respond to you. Giving time and energy when perhaps all you really want to do is to curl up and go to sleep. But actively engaging in people, people who are close to you, people who are in groups who are different to you. Stepping out of your comfort zone in adventurous challenges and that willingness to give a little bit more when you feel you've already given all you can. Because Jesus is calling us to lose our life for his sake 
and for the gospel, and then we will find it. At the church meeting last Wednesday, we were looking at what we believe to be the priorities of what God is calling us to be and to do in the church at this time. And there are many links from there into this passage this morning. True discipleship is indeed an exciting adventure, but it's a costly journey. Our deepest satisfaction will be found through our sacrifice and our surrender. I will offer up my life to God.